Hey, Happy New Year's everyone. I hope you're having a great holiday season and Christmas has come and gone and here we are standing on the horizon of a brand new year and with the new year comes New Year's resolutions. Now chances are you just came through the holiday season and you probably ate more than you should have eaten and you probably spent more money than you should have spent or you probably celebrated a little bit longer than you should have and but now's the time to get serious now's the time to buckle down as we're standing on the brink of this new year and make maybe some resolutions right and, and make better decisions better commitments set new goals we get a fresh start with the new year i love the fact that christmas and new year is so close together because it is the promise of christmas that we're able to have a new start like it's the promise of the coming Messiah that we're able to 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 get a do-over, to to have a fresh start. And so, no matter how many times we blew it last year, no matter how many bad choices, wrong decisions, or no matter how many times we failed and and did the wrong thing, no matter what happened to us, because the promise of Christmas and the and the fulfillment of Christ, we get a brand new year, a fresh start. And I love that. And that, when you talk about the first Christmas, that's what everybody was waiting for. And so as we close out this Christmas series, Hark, listen, there's one last song that we want to hear. It's the song of Simeon. And here we are one week removed from Christmas. And Simeon's story actually starts about a week after the birth of Jesus, about eight days after the birth of Jesus. And Mary and Joseph, they're taking Jesus to the temple to do the ceremonial rites, the things that they would learn to do in the Old Testament uh, law. They would take him to the temple. And when they get to the temple, they would meet this man named Simeon. Let's pick up his story. It's in Luke chapter 25. Listen to what it says. Now, there was a man in Jerusalem called Simeon who was righteous and devout, and he was waiting. Now, let's stop right there. Right? Nothing really captures the spirit of Christmas like waiting. Like, remember as a child, you waiting for that special day, like, like waiting for Christmas morning so that you can open up the gifts. And the weeks leading up to that, maybe you saw more and more presents showing up under the tree, and it's building up the excitement. And you can't wait until that day that you get to unwrap those gifts and see the gifts that you got. Or maybe as a parent now, you kind of relishing that a little bit with your own children and building up that own sense of anticipation and that, that moment where they get to open those gifts. It's all about the waiting. It's all about that experience. Well, the children of Israel, they knew all too well what it means to wait. And we just came through the Advent season. And that Advent is, is waiting on the, the, uh, the promise of Jesus, waiting on the fulfillment of the promise. The Messiah was coming and Simeon was there and he was waiting. What was he waiting for? Let's go back to the story and see. He was waiting for the consolation of Israel. Consolation. Now, that's an interesting word, yet that's the word used to describe what Simeon, in essence, all of Israel, they were waiting for. But my first thought about consolation prize is that's what losers get, right? I mean, when you think about game shows and the people who didn't win, it's like, well, thanks for playing. We got some consolation prizes on your way out. I mean, that's the prize that, that the people who didn't win would get, yet that's the word being used. And I mean, it kind of makes sense, though. I mean, if you look up the word consolation in the dictionary, it says to alleviate or lessen the grief, the sorrow, or the disappointment of. And this is what Israel was waiting for. And to be honest, this is what we're all waiting for. Like we're, we're in desperate need of, of that thing that will alleviate or lessen the grief or, or the sorrow or the disappointment of life. And Jesus, through the miracle of Christmas, he's the consolation prize that all the losers get. And Simeon recognized him as the one. He recognizes that Jesus is the one that all of Israel was waiting for. He's the one that's going to alleviate their grief. He's the one that's going to comfort their sorrow. He's the one that's going to actually fulfill their disappointment. He has come. And so for those of you 
Maybe you find yourself in that season of waiting. The good news is the Messiah is here. He's the one. He has come. And so as we stand on the horizon of this brand new year, like we're ready to make some decisions, maybe ready to make some better decisions for ourselves or better goals or or, or, or become brand new with this brand new year. Listen, before we make any of those resolutions, and those are great, maybe we should just understand the revelations that, that Simeon had so that we can make those decisions moving forward. That's what I want to do today. I want to look at some of those revelations of Simeon's song. Let's look at them together. Let's continue reading in verse 29. It says that Simeon took him in his arms and praised God, saying, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you you may now dismiss your servant in peace. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in sight of all the nations, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people, Israel. I think this first revelation that Simeon has is he recognized, not only did he not recognize who Jesus was, but he took him in. Now, I don't know if Mary and Joseph knew who Simeon was, but all of a sudden they're in the temple and this old man's coming over and he's taking them and he's taking him in. There's some significance there. I mean, think about this Christmas gift that you received last week. I mean, they're only as good as to how much you actually use them. Like if you left them under the tree, never to go back to them, just kind of admire them from afar, what good is that? I mean, I love the fact that that Simeon not only recognizes Jesus is the Messiah, but he goes over and he takes him in his arms. And that's a a physical thing he did, but I think the message for us is, is, is the metaphor of it, that we take him in. I believe many people recognize Jesus Particularly this time of year, we, we give a nod to God, we acknowledge the birth of Jesus, maybe attend the service and sing a carol, light the candle, we do the deed, we do all the work, but very few people actually make their way to him and take him in. What if this year you went all in on Jesus? What if you actually took him at his word? What if you actually lived your life based on his teachings and his way? What if you took all the chips of your life you, you, and you pushed them to the middle of the table and said, I'm going all in on Jesus? How would this year look bit different than last year? You say, well, what, what does that look like? Well, next week we're starting 21 days of prayer and fasting. What if you went all in on that and actually fast, gave something up in this world so that you can get closer to God and commit 21 days to praying and fasting? What if this year you, you joined a small group and got yourself around a community of believers for accountability and growth? What if you joined the A-team and, and gave your time, your treasures, and your talents to Jesus and say, listen, I'm going to trust you with what you've given to me. Or maybe this year you're, you're going to surrender that one area of your life that you just keep holding on to because you're just not too sure if you can, can give up that control. I want to encourage you as we look at the story of Simeon and this revelation that take him in. So he took him in his arms, and the next thing that the next revelation that Simeon has is that he finds perfect peace. Listen to the story. It says, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you may now dismiss your servant in peace. Peace is indeed connected to the Christmas story. I don't think we get it right, though. I, I think I think we we misunderstood or we misheard the message that the angels gave to the shepherds that night. You remember the story, right? The shepherds out in the fields watching their flocks by night and the the angel came and gave the announcement of Jesus. And we think we heard in that proclamation that that we're going to have peace on earth. Like we we think we heard that, but the Bible never promises peace on earth. It's, It's not part of the story. 
He said, wait a minute, Pastor. I know it's part of the story. I've read the story a thousand times. I've seen, I've seen Charlie Brown Christmas. I've seen Linus come out on stage and say, lights, please. And I've heard it a thousand times. Surely he says peace on earth. I'm telling you, the promise of peace on earth is not in the Bible. That, that phrase is not in there. In fact, actually, it is in there once. In Luke chapter 12, Jesus says, you think that I came to bring peace on earth? I did not. I actually bring in division. He said, come on, Pastor. I, I, I know I've heard peace on earth, and I know it's tied to the Christmas story. Well, let's take a look at it. All right? I mean, we're going to go back to the stories in Luke chapter 2, verses 13 and 14. It's when the heavenly hosts appear to the shepherds. They give this praise to God. Listen to what it says. It says, glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those whom his favor rests. You see, it doesn't say peace on earth. It says on earth peace. And we really should note the difference. The truth is this earth is broken. It, it doesn't work the way God intended for it to work. And because of that, it will never be at peace. But you, you can have peace while you're here on this earth. All because of Jesus. The birth of Jesus brings us the promise of peace. Now, his mama named him Jesus, just as she was instructed to do, but they called him Emmanuel. Like, like how are you going to have a nickname longer than your giving name? <laughs> but this is the name they gave Jesus, Emmanuel. Why would they call him Emmanuel? Because they knew who he was and what he represented. That name Emmanuel means God with us. God, the creator of the universe, almighty, above all things, who is in control of all things, he is with us and with him we have peace. And peace is not the absence of problems. Peace is the presence of God in the middle of our problems while everything is going on. In fact, Simeon's statement, the statement that he makes, he says, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you may now dismiss your servant in peace. I mean, he's actually in reference to his own death. He's acknowledging that he still has to go through the pains of life. He still has to face death. However, he has peace, even in some of the most difficult of times, and so can you because of the promise of Jesus. Let me give you this one last revelation as we look at the story of, of Simeon. He finds salvation, not just for himself, but for others. He says, for my eyes have seen your salvation. I've seen it. I've seen the salvation that you're bringing, which, have, which you have prepared in sight of all nations, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and to the glory of your people, Israel. I tell you, man, one of the, one of the greatest things I know about Christmas, um, I remember about Christmas, is playing with my new toys with my friends. That was part of it. Like, that's part of the fulfillment, right? I remember calling them up. Hey, man, I got some new Matchbox. I got these new Star Wars toys. Come on over. Let's have some great times. I remember getting a big wheel, man. We had a big wheel gang in our neighborhood. <laughs> We'd go rolling down the sidewalk. And build. It was always better when we were together sharing the Christmas experience with one another. That's the same truth for God's gift. I, I believe maybe perhaps it's most fulfilled when we share it with others, and Simeon gets it, he recognizes that this gift was so great, so amazing, it could not be contained to just Israel, but it was for the whole world. And it, I also believe it was part of his own fulfillment, just as I believe it's part of our own fulfillment when we actively share that Christmas story. Listen to Paul's words in his letter to Philemon. It's chapter 1, verse 6. He says this, I pray that you may be active 
in sharing your faith. Take this gift that you've been given and, 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 and get it out to others. So, so why? So that, so the kingdom can be grown. Absolutely. So the gospel can go forth. Yeah. But don't miss what he says here. He says, so that you will have full understanding of every good thing we have in Christ. Paul is saying, listen, this Christmas gift that you've received is not just for yourself, but as you share it with others, then you will begin to have a full understanding of every good thing that we have in Christ Jesus. The more we give, the more we begin to understand who Jesus is. In fact, I would go as far as to say anyone who, who wishes to follow after Jesus, if you wish to be like Jesus, I submit to you that we are most like Jesus when we give. And God the Father, he's the one who gave us that standard. God so loved the world that he gave. And now we have an invitation to participate in that story, to give the gift that we have freely been given. So as we're standing on the horizon of a brand new year, maybe perhaps ready for a brand new start, understand that we can do that because we have the promise of Christmas. I'm going to encourage you, take Jesus in. Find your true peace and then look for opportunities to give that gift away. Let me pray for you as we leave. Father, thank you so much. We thank you for this time of the year. We thank you for what it represents, new life. And Lord, I pray as we have this new life, we understand these revelations, Lord. Lord, help us to take you in this year. Thank you for the peace that we have. May it be our foundation, Lord. And may we eyes be open to those around us that need the gift that we've so freely have been given. And may we find fulfillment in that. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless.